what happens when you inject a concoction of accountability and a crowd of experienced real estate investors into a newbie's life? You are about to find out. W2 Capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. So you know how most parents stress over how they will financially provide for their growing families? Well, I have a system to show them how to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing so they will never worry about being fired, acquired, or laid off ever again. What's up, y'all? My name is Jay Helms, and I am the founder of the W2 Capitalist. Before we get into today's episode, huge, and I mean huge, shout out to Sarah for leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. Sarah says, I highly recommend this podcast. Jay and his guests offer very valuable content about real estate investing. Thank you, Sarah. My heart goes out to you. I really do appreciate that. Appreciate you taking the two minutes to do leave us a rating and review there on iTunes because it helps get the show out to more people. And if the rest of you haven't done that yet, if you haven't left us a rating and review on iTunes, it only takes about two minutes to do, and I will be forever grateful to you. The more of you that rate and review, the more we get to help others build wealth. Speaking of building wealth, have you ever taken a minute to total up just how much you pay in finance charges to banks, credit card companies on mortgages, student loans, cars, vacations, etc.? If you were to do that, you're going to see that in your lifetime, this can easily add up to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. That's hundreds of thousands or possibly even millions of dollars that you can be putting to work for you right now. And then you pass those earnings to your kids when the time comes. Mark Willis is the guy that finally made that light bulb turn on for me with this wealth building strategy. And that's why I've partnered up with Mark, not only as a sponsor for this podcast, but also as my agent to bank on yourself. At the end of this episode, I'm going to give you a link to connect with Mark for a free 15 minute consultation to discover if the bank on yourself concept, the create your own source of financing strategy is right for you. For now, let's get into today's episode. Michael. Welcome to Yo. the show. What's up, Jay? <laughs> What's this up, is man? Gonna be the, this is going to be the unawkward intro to the podcast. This will be yeah. uh, this will be a good one. I like that. I was I was just telling Michael that anytime I interview anybody, I think it's how I bring people in. There, I'm just like it's it's real awkward for the first couple of minutes. So our our goal for the first couple of minutes is to not be awkward. So super exciting. This is going to be great. This is going to be full of energy. It's going to be the best intro to a podcast ever. So I will, <laughs> I will say when you, when you come on the calls. Uh, so by the way, Michael is a member, I'm going to get him to introduce himself here in a minute, but he is one of the newest members of the W2 capitalist mastermind. And I realized I needed some help with podcasts and asked the guys in the mastermind and he raised his hand. And I will say though, when you, the calls that I'm on and you're on, you bring a certain level of energy that I really appreciate and it's refreshing, right? So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being here. So 
Michael, let the folks know a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what you're about, all that sort of thing. And then we'll, we'll get into the meat of uh, our discussion tonight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm relatively new to the group. I've been part of the mastermind maybe, I don't know, three weeks or a month. So pretty, pretty infantile. Um, just came into it through a friend. Uh, my wife was friends with this girl, this woman from Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, through like a church group, sort of like phone group thing. And um, for five years, they've both been telling us individually, you need to meet, you know, your husband or both of our husbands are exactly the same. <laughs> they're into photography. They're into cycling. They need to meet each other. Um, they're into real estate. And uh, on a whim, I would listened to a podcast and, you know, on the podcast, it was talking about, you know, the, the classic, you know, the five people you associate most with, you're like an average of those five people. And I was like, man, I have to start, like, I got to get in the right circle, man. I got to get yeah. in the right group. And so I just started taking action, like kind of from that point on, um, you know, he was like, he was like, you know, once you get really clear on what you want and you focus on that thing, you, you'll be surprised what starts to happen. So I was like, all right, invest in real estate um and i'm sick of you know I've, i spent so much time you know i work in new york as a nurse um that's my day job it's my w2 but i've spent some time i did real estate sales for a year and just walked around with buyers for a long time and you know it was good for what it was but it, you know, i was trying to get into it as an investor and that didn't really end up happening and you know i've done photography past did that kind of um but i never kind of said all right i'm gonna just find this niche i'm gonna stick with it and i'm gonna focus on that thing um and in that moment i decided you know what i'm gonna take action on the thing that i want to invest in real estate and uh that was todd helzer and he's a member of the group and you know you you know him obviously personally jay and he's doing really good things with with text marketing and using his va for cold calling and different things um but in that initial call when i called him he said the single best thing that I did for my real estate investing was join this mastermind group. Oh, um, okay. and that was already, was on my heart. I was like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Kudos to, to Todd. And kudos, kudos to, to Todd. But, I didn't know. I don't know that I remember yeah, him if that's ever come up before. That's, uh, that's incredible. Yeah. 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 He was, he was, he said, listen, this is the best thing that I've done for that. Um, yeah, maybe I'm misquoting him No, but he, he was very adamant. He was like, you know, this was really good. Um, so I, you know, I was in that like, all right, I was like a yes man at that point. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to join. So, uh, you know, I joined the mastermind group. And as soon as I got here, got a real good feel for the type of people that are here. And it's a unique culture that's here. Um, <laughs> there's like zero competition whatsoever. Like everybody it's, it's, you know, I used to do CrossFit and it's like that CrossFit culture thing where everybody wants to help out the other person. You know, everyone is so willing to say, you know, like, oh, you know, what are you doing? This is how I've done it in the past. This is what, you know, what I've done in the past. Um, and like from day one, it wasn't like I had to, uh, I, just, I don't know. I just came in and I felt like everyone was nice to me. And that was something that was really cool. Like I hit up, like somehow like me and Tom Latuga were just talking like, and then obviously Todd and I had like a relationship where we we're talking and then like Darren chimes in and then Jamie chimes in. And it's like, all of a sudden, like I'm striking up these conversations and it wasn't hard. It wasn't awkward. It was just kind of like, yo, dude, like, you know, let's talk about what you're doing. Um, so for the last month, it's been super helpful to have the accountability um, and to have the, the network of people who are just like so willing to help. And then even like on a professional basis, have the opportunities to invest in other people's deals, like stuff that they're working on. Um, a month ago, like I wouldn't have 
thought that I would be sitting here <laughs> talking about that, but you know, that's what's happened in just four weeks. And I'm excited to see how that compounds over time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a little longer than an intro, but that's how I'm here. No, that's, that's good. And, and, uh, yeah, it's the, the community, the, the W2 capitalists, the mastermind community is they're incredible. They're, you know, you said enough and I didn't prompt you to say any of that, which is, which is, uh, interesting. No, you just kind of yeah, went yeah, off yeah. the cuff well, there. <laughs> basically I just, yeah, totally off the cuff. All right. So I have a little bit of difficulties there, technical difficulties there. We think we've worked them out. So we're going to continue on. Michael, Listen, dude, that's just a that's just an analogy for real estate investing. You're gonna hit walls, you can hit <laughs> things that don't work, and it's gonna be frustrating. But if you don't have the stomach for it, you're in the wrong business. So, that's it. That's it's all it. good. You, you gotta get you get you have to be fluid. I heard this uh analogy today, and I've heard it before, and it was a guy talking about how much can you fill your cup up with. And he said, You have big rocks, small rocks, and sand, right? And you take if you put the uh big rocks in first then you can mm-hmm. fill in all the crevices and inch crevices with the smaller rocks. And then you fill the sand over with that and then you shake it up. Right. And then you even add more sand. And I was sitting hmm. there thinking about this whole analogy. I was like, that's pretty And he was talking about goal setting. He was talking about, you know, you have these huge goals, but you really need to focus right. on the day-to-day things because that's the sand essentially is what he was referring to making Good. sure that it happens. And I was sitting there thinking like, all right, I love this analogy. I think I've heard it before, but there's one part he forgot. He forgot about this is the water, because even though you have the rock, the big rocks and the small rocks and the sand, you still got room in there for water and you got to be fluid mm-hmm. like water to be able to, to yeah. be successful. And I was like, yeah, all right, I got to do something with that. So that just dude, things, <laughs> things, I even, you know, whatever, like you know, I've been at this for a while in different ways, but like things change regularly and yeah, not even just in real estate, but just in life. If, if 2020 showed us nothing, <laughs> we're doing this on zoom, you know, it's like you, things change regularly and you have to be willing to, to, you know, to pivot and to say, Hey, listen, I'm throwing this you know curveball. How am I going to deal with it? And I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm also a cyclist. That's like my thing. Uh, that's how I stay in shape. That's what I enjoy doing. And one thing that I always think about when i'm you know in a bike race i'm like all right well this is what's going on this is the makeup of the group you know this is what everything's looking like how am i going to win you know and that's the mindset that's the difference between a winner and somebody who is just oh it doesn't fall within the confines of what i anticipated (laughs) you know it's not shaking out how i thought all right well a winner how is it that some people can consistently you know stay on top how is it that some people can consistently come out ahead it's because they have that mindset of like hey the zoom calls going wonky, you know, how are we going to figure this out and keep going and not be shaken by it. So that's yeah. life, man. And you did, you, you, you took that curveball, and I think you knocked it out of the park <laughs> and rather quickly, I might add, that we'll was, see. that was good. Okay. So, hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about, let's give the listeners a little bit about your background and experience in investing and as short as that may be, you, you did talk about earlier, you yeah, started real as short. a realtor, <laughs> Zero. Yeah, as, a real, <laughs> as a realtor, you started, you know, looking at homes and showing homes to folks and trying to get yeah. into investing that way, which I almost got to that point. I, I, I did not take my license. I mean, I did the pre-exam, I got fingerprinted and the whole nine. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I don't want to, I don't want to take this test because A, I'm going to fail it. And a couple of years before that, my wife had taken it and she had passed it on her first time. And I was like, you wouldn't have failed it, Jay. 
No, I would have felt <laughs> it. Have. I am not a great test taker. <laughs> I am not a great test taker for sure. And uh, I, I, I honestly did not want her hanging that over my head for the rest of our lives. And that's true. That one oh, fair, like, enough. fair enough. So no, no, yeah. when to pick your battle. Uh, so I, I backed away, yeah. and then I realized I don't need my realtor license at all. But talk us about your investing experience sure. and what you're trying to do now. What's your focus right now? Sure. So I don't know. To back it up, like you, you know, when I was younger, I was exposed to investing through my uncle, Uncle Jonathan, okay. who I mentioned. Um, you know, he invests in real estate, and he was a real estate agent when I was younger. Um, and then also my dad too. He you know he invested in stocks when I was younger. You know, took a hit in the two thousands, but then came back and he was he was doing some day trading. So just kind of having that mindset was something that I grew up with when I was a teenager. You know, between. I don't know, maybe 12 and 17. And I think somewhere in that time, I read the classic Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And yeah. that was the that was the paradigm where it's like, oh, wait, you buy assets before liabilities, you know, talking about income and expenses and all those different things. So that mindset has been the mindset I've had since I was a teenager. You know, even before I went to school, like I was thinking, oh, you know, I ended up becoming a nurse, but I was thinking of going to school for business. I'm like, you know, I'm interested in all this stuff. Um, but ended up just choosing something that was a little bit more consistent just because I felt like, oh, if I want to start a family, I want to have something that I know will make money that I won't, you know, I'll always have a job, um, which Kiyosaki like, oh, you always have a safe, secure job, right? But <laughs> Jay is testament to this and it's not always so safe and secure, but yeah. the, uh, the, the mindset was there, you know? And so then in 2000, let's see here, 2019, we're in 2021 now. So 2019. Um, I started doing everything that a wholesaler would do. I started pulling lists locally, um, literally started door knocking, started cold calling, started sending postcards, um, trying to find a deal. And my strategy was going to be bring the deal to potential investors, you know, because once you find the deal, the money will find you. That's what I heard. <laughs> um, and, you know, I found a couple of things, but people were super proud of their properties. They're like, oh, no, this is worth a million five. And I'm like, really, we're a 750. Like, that's the only way it makes sense. You know, but then I was like, hey, I could take, all right, if they want a million five, why not list the property and make a commission mm -hmm. on it? I'm already doing the work. So that was how I transitioned into sales in 2019. And then from summer of 2019 till, let's see here. Yeah, I guess it was till like, yeah, like mid 2020, like right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, I was doing the sales thing and it wasn't like what I thought it would be, you know, for for someone else, it might have been good. But for me, I really wanted to have the deals because I was yeah. thinking like an investor. And rather than that, it was just kind of like, okay, we had this call come in of a renter, you know, go show them these apartments, that sort of thing. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not really what I'm looking to do. But I did it, you know, and did like yeah. a couple of deals, but it just wasn't what I was trying to do. Um, but that you were doing like, this the on the side of being a nurse. nursing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My wife always says, she's like, you always need to have something because you're just not okay <laughs> if you don't. She's like, if you just like, you can't sit still. Like, I'm just like, you know, if I just have family and nursing and church responsibilities and cycling, it's like, oh, no, no, no I'm, 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 that's not enough. Like, I need yeah. more. <laughs> it's like, whatever. But that's kind so, of just some guys are like that. Yeah. No, I, I'm the same way. Um, I think our wives would, would get along pretty well. Mine mm -hmm. asked me the other day, she goes and this was out of the blue she's been seeing how stressed i've been lately and how much yeah. work and everything now i'm going to blame most of that stress in um on 75 hard we're about to wrap that up okay and and i think i'll shift back to a normal person 
<laughs> but she no, asked me the other day, she goes, no, you won't. Nah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think I will. I, think, I mean, I'm going to get like two and a half hours back to uh, for my day, That's right? True. So That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. But she asked me but the other day. People just, don't start masterminds and invest in real estate. You'll still yeah. be you'll still be that visionary who's <laughs> working hard and everything. Those, oh, those yeah, two and a half hours will get filled up. That's all I'm saying. That's they saying. will. They will. But it, I will have a. I will not be surviving on less than two thousand uh, twenty five hundred calories a day. And and um, she looked at me the other day. This is totally out of the blue. We're sitting there, kids are playing, and whatnot. And she goes, "If you had your choice." Would you rather just be a podcaster? Would you rather grow the W2 Capitalist brand? Or would you rather be a real estate investor? Mm. And I was like, yeah, you know, I can't choose just one. Both. <laughs> all Both. Three about of them. D, all of the above. <laughs> right. And, right. And, I, and I, because I, I knew she was, I knew where she was going with it. And uh, I was like, I, I don't, I, I don't operate. Yeah. I do my best work when I have, tons of crap loaded on my plate and i realized this when i was real young right when i was <laughs> in high school in that you know transitional period <clears throat> where um basketball and football were both going on and or there's you know workouts in one we may not have been in season but we were working out with one, one another my grades right? were the best during those isn't times that funny? isn't that funny I, yeah. I, I don't know i don't know what but i've always been like that and yeah, I started um, I started nursing in the ER and I always felt like I did better when I'm under pressure. Like yeah. I literally perform better when it's busy. I can get in that zone and kind of like get it done, you know, but when it's just like you can just take your time, I get lazy. Yeah. I get like less done. <laughs> and I was like literally even to this day I'm like that, you know, and some people just, you know, everyone's different, you know, and like I think people like us who are into doing a lot of different things like there's this thing inside of you it's like you know you got to go out you got to like you got to you know conquer the bear you know what i mean there's yeah. just something there and it's like we get something out of it you know and um yeah. i think you're doing a great job i give you a lot of credit like i see from afar like how much work this thing might be and i give you a ton of credit for it because i see you're really consistent with it you're really consistent with moderating circle um and putting up posts and you know being <laughs> on the calls and like I'm like i don't know how this dude and like doing the 75 hard i'm like this dude's like you know <laughs> superhuman here but i give you a lot of credit you do a great job appreciate that and for for those who don't know <clears throat> circle is uh is now where the w2 capitalist mastermind lives uh it is a social media platform so we did have a group on facebook and uh quite frankly i'm tired of what's going on on facebook and i just wanted to get off of it <laughs> and uh so if anybody notices i have not been as active on it and, um, you know, it's funny, um, there's 7,500 people in the, the W2 community, the free Facebook group mm -hmm. account. Yeah. And, uh, Andreas, one of the members of the mastermind, he texts me, he goes, Hey, I, I just want to, want to show you something about the value that you guys have in, that we have in circle with our community. He goes, I posted this question on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook in, in the Facebook <laughs> group and in circle. And he goes, Wow. In 24 hours, here's where we stand. I got zero comments out of LinkedIn, zero <laughs> comments out of the Facebook circle. He goes, I got nine comments out of, you know, and I don't know how many people he's connected yeah. on LinkedIn. Sure. But there's sure. 7,200 or 7,500 people, whatever the number is now <laughs> in the community. And, and it's one of those in, uh, in the Facebook group. And it's like, surely some, at least yep. 
but it's all about that freaking algorithm that I'm trying to get away from. So if you're hearing this in the future, that free community is going to move off and they're going to, we're going to join everybody on the circle as well. So if you want to know more about that, w2capitalist.com forward slash pro is where you can find out more information about that. Tell us about, I say, I say join the mastermind because you get a heck of a lot more out of like, well, yeah. go directly. I mean, go directly to, Go directly to the Go source. Directly to yeah, like and like and even like Andreas, he's brand new. Same sort of thing, man. He was on the call today. Um, yeah, and he's immediately adding value to everyone that's there in the call. Yeah, and he's like getting value himself. He had a, had a question about um, I forget what his question was. Oh yeah, but like raising private capital, you know. And everyone was able to chime in. I was actually able to chime in on that because I raised <laughs> almost some private capital i'm like working with that but uh yeah the, I, I was actually able to adhere to the rule this time yeah. and actually talk about something i did instead of something i you know, just heard on a podcast yeah but yeah join join the mastermind group because that's where you're going to get your value you know and yeah. it's 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 real people that are doing it yeah and um so a couple of things there we don't let just everybody in right you got to take a quiz you got to make sure that you're the right person and all that stuff and then uh but what you're talking about with uh, the rule, the the main rule in the mastermind is when somebody asks for feedback, you cannot answer with, well, I heard this on a podcast, I read this in a blog, or uh, I saw this somewhere, right, on a YouTube video. It has to be based on your experience. You will get so, called out by Jay and you'll yes. feel this small. <laughs> and it's what? a good thing. Is it bad that it, I, I, there's no, a little part of dude, me that enjoys that, uh, calling oh, people dude, out? Totally, <laughs> totally, totally. I, so yeah, a little fun fact. I think on a podcast or a zoom call, I think it was two things. I think I referenced one time I read a book or I knew of a book or something. And another oh, yeah. thing was like, I heard a podcast and then Jay was like, you're, you're treading the line there with things. And I was kind of, and I just went mute. I'm done. I think <laughs> this was last week, good. wasn't it? It was, yeah, like a week or two ago, but like, you need that. You need yeah. that. Cause it keeps, yeah. it keeps everyone honest. It keeps the culture healthy where it's not just a free for all where there's so yeah. much in, in like social media, there's so much spam. There's so much, you know, people that like, you need like a, you know, a good, you need an alpha. You need someone yeah. to say, Hey, listen, this is where we're, this is, we're going to maintain this. And this is important. And it helps dude. It, it It's great. I love it. Well, everybody has an opinion. Right. And, and when you get in, when we get in the confines of the mastermind, um, I don't, I don't want opinions. I, you know, I'm yeah. there as an investor myself. I want to know what people have been yeah. through themselves. And, and, you know, there, yeah. there was one night I was talking about, I I've never flipped a property. And I think if I'm going to do it now would be a good time to do it if, as long as I can do it within the next few months. And, sure. um, one of the ladies spoke up and said, you don't need to get into flipping. Now is not the time to flip. <laughs> and I, and I said, and knowing her experience, I said, okay, maybe, maybe I'm missing a piece, but how many properties have you flipped? So let's continue on this. I'm, you know, <laughs> guys who are flipping, flipping successfully now, let's, I want to yes. talk to you, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so we had that same kind of car, but right now, Everyone's so you're, looking. you're in New York, you're looking for pl something in Charlotte, uh, right. Is your first. So that's, so that's changed a little bit. Um, okay. so Charlotte was the original, was the original plan. Um, I actually went down there and looked at some, some property, um, and you know, not that Charlotte's out, but I'm focusing more in, uh, the Virginia beach market. Cause I do have connections there. My uncle's over there. He's already invested successfully. And, um, he's been gracious enough to say, Hey, listen, I can look at a deal, make sure it makes sense for you. And so just having yeah. that added layer of, 
guidance um already being new like for me i kind of was talking to todd and he was like you're looking in charlotte you have an uncle's investing in virginia beach area why are you looking in charlotte and i was like the light bulb went off i'm like all right cool so i'm i'm looking more into that uh, virginia beach market now that's yeah. that's shifted a little bit and you didn't know that no i i didn't and yeah. we um we had some friends come in town last weekend and they're they're from charlotte and uh they oh, were cool. talking about how ridiculous the the real estate market is there and how things are just so pricey and then they got in talking about some of the stuff they're trying to do the 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 municipalities are trying to do with the school system to make sure that it's um basically is going to be ruined <laughs> you yeah know? And, and no so, and things are changing rapidly in that yeah. market and even too like then you know at supply and demand you know there's high demand for you know it's low inventory high demand and then also too, like if you want to go get, you know, get renovations done, it takes like, you know, six weeks to get a contractor out there and then yeah. they're charging you an arm and a leg. And it's just like, there were one too many factors. I was like, you know what? It's just enough. Like, let's just go somewhere else for now. And I think it's Charlotte smart. would be amazing to, to live in. I think that'd be beautiful. Um, but for right <laughs> now, you know, looking in, in a different market, but it's kind of like that everywhere from what I understand. Like it's just right now, low with rates being where they're at, like super low inventory, super competitive markets and it's like all right you know this is just where we are and the yeah. market cycle right now and just got to do what you can <clears throat> yeah what do you so when you're looking in virginia you're working with your uncle and whatnot what do you what are you looking for How, what is your yeah. criteria hey guys i want to take a break from the interview with michael and and be open and transparent with you First of all, I'm amazed and I'm humbled at just how much his life and his family's lives have been changed in just the last four weeks of being in the W2 Capitalist Mastermind. Uh, it is humbling uh, to see aspiring investors like Michael come in the Mastermind and just act like a sponge and <laughs> soak up. Every, that's my sound effect for soaking everything up. That's <laughs> <laughs> but just act like a sponge and soak up everything that they possibly can. Uh, secondly, I want to express a huge thank you and shout out to Michael for making this happen. Uh, I discovered I had a, done a poor job of podcast scheduling and I needed to fill a spot and I needed to fill a spot rather quickly. So I posted my Batman signal in our private mastermind community and, and Michael answered my call. He's my, he's my Bruce Wayne. That was not a very good Batman voice. So thank you, Michael. Thank you, Mrs. Beasley, for loaning him to us for this hour. I appreciate the both of you more than you realize. And I look forward to the day that we get to meet in person, shake hands, hug necks, and pat each other on the back. All right, let's get back to the interview. So we're looking for, um, right now I'm partnered up with uh, two other cash investors. Um, and we're looking for one to four unit small multifamily properties. Um, we want to use the bear method. So we want to be able to, you know, invest and be all in acquisition rehab at or below 75% ARV. Um, and the reason for that is we want to be able to cash out, you know, ideally all of our capital right. or as much of that as possible so that we can go on to the next one. Um, and that's about at, now in terms of like, oh, does it have to be a three bedroom, two bath and then like a one one or whatever? I, I haven't gotten that hammered down. Maybe you can kind of help me with that. You know, does it if we're doing that sort of one to four unit, is that narrow enough? Would you kind of say, hey, you should focus on, you know, two and three unit properties, you know, um, give me some feedback on that. Yeah, I think right now what what you have to do is you have to go after number one. 
you have to be cautious of where we are in the market, right? And we're talking, we've talked about this in the mastermind, at least in circle a little bit about, yeah. um, you know, are we at the top? Is there a crash coming there? You know, I've, yeah. I, I have generated a lot of those talking points because I, two heavy hitters as far as Ken McElroy and Patrick Bet David both came yeah. out in this last week with some points and, and these guys, you know, they're, they're not really in, where I, I always try to look at who's delivering the message and figure where out where they're coming okay, from. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who's paying them to say this, but I, I, these two guys, I don't feel like they are. I think they're just, they're just presenting data that makes sense. And I'm like, right. All right. Maybe we need to pump the brakes on a little bit. Sure. So, sure. Uh, so be mindful of that, but then you got to be careful uh, or not be careful, be mindful of that. But then you got to look at where nobody else is going. Right. And yeah. what you're doing. So when, when I first started investing, I heard the same stuff. Hey man, you got to get a three bedroom, two bath. Hey, you, you know, that's what people are going to buy. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I can't find anything that makes sense. Right. So our, our first property was a one bedroom, one bath, 600 square foot mm. house. Mm-hmm. And we held it for three years and we had like a 70, 73% return on it. So <sighs> it was, it was just ridiculous. Right. It and, wasn't a three, two. It doesn't fall. It wasn't the a three, two. No, no. <laughs> right. And right. There, we looked at, uh, so in, it, sometime in the last four or five years, I've looked at apartment complexes, some, somewhere in the 16 to 20 unit. Uh, mm-hmm. and they were all, you know, a couple of them were all one bedroom, one bath. And people were like, and yeah, nobody, you need to, you need a mix. You need some two ones in there. Three twos. More, I mean, in an opinions. apartment, that's okay. But you know, one ones and studios, that's yeah. not enough. You know, nobody's looking for that. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think you got to go where, and that's one thing I try to do is I try to figure out all right, where are people going and then mm-hmm. go a little bit in a different direction. Um, gotcha. And I do that with a lot of things too. And it, it's kind of weird. A couple of years ago, we went to a conference. Uh, my family and I went to a conference and, and there were some heavy hitters there delivering these breakout speeches and whatnot. And I was like, mm-hmm where's everybody going? And then where do I need to go? Well, first of all, nothing, you know, I was like, I didn't, I knew like a handful of people there at, at this whole conference of like 5,000. Right. And I was kind of watching where the flow was going. And I was like, I really want to hear what this person's saying. So I went in there and I was like in the room with maybe 15 or 20 people, the speech ended early. And then I got to spend some one-on-one time with a presenter and it was probably the most valuable thing I've ever done. That's great. But it's because I went, opposite of what everybody else right. was thought was yeah. a hot topic right so yep. i think you got to look at that a little bit be mindful of the market and, and then look at where everybody else is afraid of um, gotcha as long as it hits your criteria you know and and i don't really part of my criteria doesn't say it has to have a mixture of one ones or two ones or three twos right mm-hmm. it just needs the cash flow i need to buy it at a really good yeah. price it needs the cash flow yeah and that's it I mean, that's, that's kind of the two that, that we look at. So I, I've heard that before and I ignored the hell out of it in the first time. I think it makes, if I'm, if I may speak from no experience. Yeah, um, you can, we're not in the mastermind. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll speak from, from what I've heard. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense to really have specific criteria. If you're solely doing single family and you want to have a potential second exit, whether it's to flip um or to like yeah to basically sell the property you want it to be something that's marketable to families first-time home buyers um so having something like well you know if we're gonna maybe have this as a second exit strategy 
having a three, two makes sense. Or you don't want to have a single family. That's like just a two, one. Cause then it's like, Oh shoot. Or whatever. Um, if it, you know, if you're, if you're, the margins are really slim, that sort of thing. Um, I think that's when it seems to make sense to have really strict criteria about those types of things, but I'm with you. I'm like, well, if it cash flows and you know, it's, it's a portfolio of a bunch of, you know, one ones or studios or whatever. And, yeah. you know, if I'm only putting a certain amount down and I can make it work, why not, you know, look at that, you know, that, yeah. that makes yeah. a lot of sense. And that's kind of where I was at. I was like, you know, we want to do basically small multifamily and we want to burr it, you know, we want to be able to refinance our money out of it. Yeah. Um, and so whatever, you know, that looks like that works for us. I, I love the, the small multifamily. I've got one fourplex. Uh, and we started selling stuff last couple of years. We started because the market was just ridiculous. Smart. So, yeah. Um, you know, we sold a duplex. And then the only thing we really have in our portfolio right now, besides being an LP and some apartment syndications is a, is a fourplex. I absolutely, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love the house. I, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's like an old, uh, it's not a ranch. It's more like a, uh, I don't want to call it a mansion, but it originally it was like, it was like a 3,500 square foot house. Right. And right. Somebody right. took it and they divided it up into four units and, um, and we got it at a really good price, had tenants in it. And, um, as far as I know, I don't know, we have, we have the best property manager in place, uh, with that one. A matter of fact, I called him the other day and, uh, there, well, there was a chat going on in circle and, and about how property managers are yes. horrible yeah. and, and the fees and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, I, I, uh, I called my property manager up. I have his cell phone number and I called him up and he answered mm-hmm. and I said, Marvin, I did not expect you to answer. Uh, it's been a while. I think it's been over a year since you and I talked and wow. I'm sitting here on That's this. Amazing. Floor. Yeah, no. I said, and and here and here in a minute, I'm going to apologize for something because somebody I was bragging on you guys the other day, and somebody's looking for property management in Mobile, and mm-hmm. I cannot remember your name because I don't <laughs> hear from you, and I don't. I mean, I get the statements. I said I, I had a I had a brain fart. I said so. I apologize, but I did look it up by the address, and I gave I gave you a reference, and I said, but here's why I'm calling today. It's simply because of that. I'm sitting here on our community and we got people complaining about property managers and whatnot. And I'm just calling you to tell you how much I appreciate you and the job that you and your crew do. And uh, if there's anything I can ever do for you, you let me know because you guys are are simply amazing. And um, he was blown away. He was, you know, and he was like, look, man, I was like, I was like, no, I said, I've, I've transitioned property manager several times and I look, uh, they're located in Mobile. They serve kind of lower Alabama and Mississippi. I don't yeah. know that I'll ever own a rental property in Mississippi, but uh, maybe I will. I don't know. Um, never say never. If it cash know, flows, I, I think you might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I just, I told him, I said, look, I, I am looking, we're always looking to expand our portfolio and I am looking at Mobile because I know you're going to be the property management team that does it. And I have people, the man. utmost faith in you guys. It's people. You doing. gotta, you gotta like, for me, the thing that I noticed when I was looking in Charlotte, like I didn't have any people, you know, and like then yeah. in Virginia Beach, like my uncle has the network and stuff. And I think that's what it comes down to. Like, if you're not going to be the one managing the property, you have to be able to source the right people. And when you have someone like that, like appreciate the crap out of them yeah. and make them feel like they like, 
like that's a free way that you just added value to him number one so that helps him he's more motivated to work with you on a recurring basis but then on the other flip side he's a property manager if he has something that makes sense who's he going to take it to is he going to take well, to the guy who he hates working with or the guy that's like <laughs> dude i think you're amazing thank you so much you know like well, that's two, the way to do it two days later he sent me two different uh uh, properties that he knows are going to come up on the market one they're a couple hundred units each and, and i'm like you know yeah. this was not my intent yeah. and i'll yeah, look exactly. at i think they're overpriced just by what i know i said but but I'll you're on you've got you. his mind share he's thinking yeah. about you how many different investors does he work with i'm sure he works with a ton or at least a yeah. handful and he's bringing well, it, he's bringing it to you no, he, he works with a couple hundred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So the fact that you he's working with a couple hundred people, you hit him up on his cell phone, and then you're able to compound that with, hey, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh, You've been yeah. amazing to work with. Like, I'm all about that in terms of like getting the network and the people. Like, even with, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm just getting started with this, but I'm like, well, how can I take that, what you just did, and parlay that into like, all right, you know, you know, working with wholesalers or working with property managers, that sort of thing, where if yeah. they have a deal that makes sense, like I want them to think of me. I don't want to just be a number or a name on a list. Like how yeah. can I add value to them? I just read this book or listened to this book, The Go-Giver. Uh, mm -hmm. And that frankly is, that's why I even responded to this podcast post is I was like, <laughs> all right, well, how can I help Jay out? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I can help out with like this or not, but like, if there's a way to add value to someone, it doesn't take much. Like literally like a call or a text or a post, like, you know, I, whatever, like, you know, I posted that thing up, thanking you, thanking Todd about, you know, for the, for just, you know, the mastermind and everything. And like those little things, they go a long way and we're still human beings at the end of the day. Like we, like who, who wouldn't want to feel appreciated, you yeah. know? And like, that's a simple way to just add value to somebody. And I think that those little things do pay dividends in the long term. And I, I love The Go-Giver. That's one of those books that I, it is on my list to read every year. I usually pick it up around Thanksgiving mm -hmm. just for the nature of the holidays and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it just puts my mindset in the right place. And I was yeah. lucky enough. I had uh, Bob Berg, the co-author mm -hmm. of that on the podcast back in October. Uh, oh, I'll have to go watch that. Incredible guy. He, he was just down to earth. And it was, it was funny. It's he great. made a joke about, or I made a comment about his house because he's, we were comparing bookshelves, right? And this is national bestseller. I think he's uh, international yeah. bestseller. I think he's uh, sold close to a million copies of The Go-Giver. And he he's so quick-witted. He said, Jay, I, 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 will, I will take that I own more books than you, but you mm -hmm. own more rental properties than I do. So let's just like, wow, <laughs> wow. That, that yeah, is interesting. Dude. That's, that's yeah. good stuff. Dude, but, everyone oh, has their everyone has their their thing that they're good at you know what i mean and like yeah you know i when i first came in the group i was like i don't even know what i can add to somebody you know <laughs> and then i think i think jen motes you know she said something that stuck with me thank you jen she was like listen i've gotten encouragement just from hearing you like talk about like going out and doing the things that you're doing now you know like the stars she's like that motivated her to action you know yeah. so to speak and it's like yeah. everyone's good at their own thing and like you shouldn't like, so what if you don't have like a bunch of books, whatever you do have the properties and same on him. It's like, everyone has the, their thing they're good at. And I think the whole thing is like, as we network and as we, if we're people driven and people centered, it's going to help bring everyone else up. Sort yeah. of thing. That makes yeah. sense. It does. It does. And you, you know, from an outsider looking in on the mastermind, they don't get it. 
right? But I think once you get in, you you definitely do. And I don't know how in the world we ended up talking about the benefits of the mastermind the entire time tonight. Yeah. I wanted to talk more. It's not a sales pitch, people. This is real. (laughs) This is real. It's not like... This is all genuine. This is, yeah. this is no, the truth. It, and you can ask the people that I've talked to, ask Todd, you know, ask Jamie, the people I've talked to already about it. Like it's not, there's, there's zero pitch here. You know, it's genuine. I think there are, there are a ton of masterminds out there and so many to choose from. And I happen to stumble upon this one that has proven to be very, you know, people centered and people driven. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not transactional where it's like, dude, like, like there's no referral fee. Like, like if I, like I got, you know, like I referred somebody, like I didn't see a penny out of that. You know what I mean? But that's the, I need to work on that. I think. I think no, I need to work. It's, it's actually good. No, it's actually good because it, because it's so easy to turn people into just walking salesmen. And the yeah. point that I'm making is no one's a salesman here. It's all true, organic, authentic people who are doing it. Yeah. And the reason we're talking about it is because it's a good thing, you know, and yeah. it's not, you know, it's yeah. not just some small, small thing. Yeah, and I but we'll revisit in a year and see. You know, maybe we'll do this again <laughs> in a year and see. All right, great. He's talking a great talk, but did he do anything in twelve months? So we'll uh, we'll, we'll do that. You will now. A lot of it depends on market conditions, right? But you know, That's, people yeah. who have been in the mastermind uh, for a year, uh, and I say I say people, it's something like eighty-two percent or eighty-five or something like eighty-eight percent of people who have been in the mastermind mm-hmm. for a year, they have more than doubled their portfolio. Now, how do you double zero? I I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. But yeah, the thing right. is, you, you're gonna you're gonna um, the level at which you're taking action. It you're it's gonna be really hard for you not to own own a handful of doors between now and next year. Market conditions aside, I mean, market conditions right, aside. Right, right. You got to, yeah. I would rather yeah. wait and get some better deals on the other side of a market turn than buy yeah. some crappy deals on the way down. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even so, like the education, the learning, the networking and stuff, it's just so, so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Michael, Here, here's what I want to do next. I I want to ask four questions. One of them, the first one is pretty serious. Right. And it's sure. something that I, I don't know why I've, I've never made this a part of the show, but I'm going to tonight with you. All right. Now you're freaking uh, me out. You didn't tell me you were going to ask me serious questions. I thought we were just I didn't tell talk you anything. We were, I said, we're going to have, we're gonna have a conversation. Anything. I'm like, oh shit, what's he going to ask me? <laughs> oh, no, all right. Go but, ahead. Lay it on me. <laughs> all right. So what does it mean to be a W2 capitalist? Um, I think to me, it means having a day job, something that you're doing and then wanting your money to work for you rather than you working for money to make yeah. it very plain, simple. I mean, you're wearing it on your head or an investment. Like, <laughs> like that's, you know, honestly, like I, from the beginning, when I read rich dad, poor dad, it's always been the goal. Um, and I think the, the only thing standing between where I've been and achieving that goal is action. You know, yeah. and the mastermind to me is taking that first step toward actual action. Yeah, because you you get into a point because one of the things you know that you found <clears> out <throat> we do it there is every week or every time you're on a call, you get asked, "What are you going to get done this this time around?" You know, between now and next yeah. call, and mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be asking you about it uh, when yeah. you come back to see how what kind of uh, that's dude, that's stuff. <laughs> All right. Sure. So here, here's the, here's the other three questions. This is a segment called off the wall, just totally random okay. questions. All right. 
cool. uh, may or may not have to do with real estate investing, but sure. here's number one. Uh, speaking of the office, you and I were chatting about the office before I hit the mm-hmm. record button. If you were in charge, what three items would you have in the office vending machine? I was in charge. Three items. All right. I'm not allowed to qualify or clarify the question. It's just three items. Three yeah, items. They're in the vending machine. Yep. A Krispy Kreme donut. <clears throat> hot off, hot yeah. off the uh, similar. Oh, hot now. Must be hot now. <laughs> a Krispy Kreme donut. Um, a slice of buffalo chicken pizza, without a doubt. And the last one would have to be <laughs> uh, a really good thing. I'm going to overthink this. I overthink everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm, interesting. I'm going to go with a Bible. I'm going to go with a Bible because that's the, the most machine. valuable thing. Yeah, in the vending machine. Because right next to and, the buffalo chicken pizza. Right next to the buffalo the chicken Krispy pizza Krispy donut. and the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I'm like, it has to be awesome. I'm like, well, if this is something that I that I want to live by, then it has to make it into the vending machine question. So there you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. That's there you good. go. That's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> question number two. Off the wall question number two. What question should you never ask <clears throat> someone you just met? Much money do you make? I agree. <laughs> you just never ask it. Yeah. I what one thing one that's got me here recently is I you know I do these ask me anything every now and then in the Facebook group and um yeah or I've done those traditionally probably getting away from them but I'll just do them on circle I guess uh, but yeah it was well, some guy asked me one night in the ask me thing <laughs> hey what's your net worth and I was like. <laughs> What's your net worth? I was like, if you're That's asking, awesome. you can't handle the answer. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, no, you don't ask that, especially not on a public forum and social media. Like, yeah, that's yeah. just common human act interaction. You know what I mean? But well, I there it was funny because a couple of people before I even like I don't even know how I would respond was going to respond yeah. to him. A couple of people came to my <laughs> yeah uh, aid yeah. and said, look do you want his blood type, his social security number and, and then yeah. swear to his first Easy. board? Or, Easy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't uh, ask how much someone, their network it worth is. I heard someone else say like, you know, you know, and when you're meeting new investors and stuff, like, don't be like, well, how many deals did you do last year? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a little like, that's very forward. I've been guilty of that actually when I'm interviewing agents and I noticed, I'm like, you know what? That does sound like a little bit of a, a D move to just be like, Hey, how many, how many deals did you do last year? Like, all right, we'll get there, but like not on your yeah. first day. You know what I, I mean? Know, yeah. Like, we'll, yeah. We'll, yeah. I, I think you can, you can, as you talk to them, you're going to, re- you're going to pick up how yeah. experienced they are. Um, I yeah. talked to a company today, some stuff I'm trying to get started and I, I wanted to stop. I felt so sorry for this guy I was talking to because you could hear, hear the nervousness in his voice. And I was like, man, I, I kind of want to sign <laughs> up with you just so mm-hmm. you you can get some confidence like Help i really out. i really want to yeah. you know and and i yeah. i did that actually in the the verizon store uh, hashtag not sponsored mm-hmm. but i was in the verizon store right. a while back and mm-hmm. um the the sales rep that's helping we were setting up new phones and stuff and she said mm-hmm. do you want to sign up for a credit card probably not okay i, I just got to check the box mm-hmm. and I asked you about that i was like yeah let's dig into that why why did you just blow through that and she goes that's awesome. make us ask us and i've never signed anybody up i was like how long does it take because maybe 10 minutes i was like let's do it that's awesome and dude 
That's so I'm, like, yeah. Oh, okay, now I can answer that's in one of my podcasts. Yeah, I've got one. So that's amazing, dude. I love that. See, that's like totally like adding value to somebody, giving them some confidence. And yeah, yeah. you can literally sign up for it and just cut the card. You don't have to, but it's just like you're helping someone out. You know, I think. I'll tell you, man. This is this is one of the wildest. It's a metal credit card. Like I, I, I yeah. like I am so impressed with this card. It came in this like fancy box. You know? I mean, it was like this. Yeah. It was like an unboxing. It was is in a couple of envelopes. Yeah. It had like a wax seal on it. You know, and I'm yeah. like, it feels good. It makes you want to use it. You're like, oh, I, no, no, no. It, it, there, there is some, there is something there because the other night I, I wasn't planning to use it. I mean, I get like mm-hmm. uh, some sort of credit toward a new phone sure. or something like that if I use it mm-hmm. to pay, and I get a couple percentage points off my monthly bill or something like that sure but the other night we went to dinner and i was like i'm gonna I use want nice to card. get out the fancy <laughs> metal credit card and pay for and use it and yeah so th- there is something there it's not so hey man they're differentiating plastic. you know it's they're, still they're a product different. even though it's credit there's still a product there and yeah you know? that's awesome i love that you 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 gave them the sale you gave her yeah. the sale you know because i've been there where it's like you're talking to people and dude, I've done cold calls where I'm just so nervous and I'm like stumbling, literally sweating. And it's like <laughs> when someone on the other end is just like, they're kind to you and they treat you like a person. It's just, even if they don't buy, it's like, thank you. You know, thank you yeah. so much. So <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. cool that you're, and so whenever people come knocking on the door, like I always try and have that perspective. Like, Hey, I know that they just knocked on a hundred doors and you know, they're yeah. expecting a no from me. I'll at least speak with them kindly. You know what I mean? If I have to let them down, do it in a nice way instead of like, being a you know what yeah i i can't say that i always do that but i do have my moments <laughs> that's good that's good no that's good that's good all right so question number three off the wall question number three would you rather explore a new planet or the depths of the ocean mm. depths of the ocean i'm very much like i, I don't yeah, i see people they care a whole lot about the moon and a whole <laughs> lot about mars and i'm like dude there's so much undiscovered beauty right here just in the united states let alone the rest of the world and like but i will say i'm not interested in the ocean either like i'm not like like the deep sea (laughs) the deep sea for me is like we're not supposed to be there like you're supposed to have weird looking fish and stuff like i you know i would rather explore some really cool land like i'd love to go to like uninhabited parts of the world or like alaska or like somewhere that's really rural that sort of thing that's on land but uh yeah i think there's Question number four, do you think there are still uninhabited parts of planet Earth? Bro, there yeah. are. I have friends who are, um, bro, I have friends who are missionaries in, in Indonesia. And there are parts of Indonesia, they're part of a ministry called uh, To Every Tribe. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, <laughs> but whatever, but like, <clears throat> they're part of this ministry and they go in where people have never heard of like, like the Bible, never heard of Jesus, never heard of anything. Um, and they have like this dialect of this language that like no one else in the world can speak. And that's just one little part. And like, there are little like pockets where they've never seen like any other culture at all. Like, and so they are there, they exist, but they're starting to get a little bit more like now he, now he's like, you know, where 10 years ago, they didn't have anything. Now you'll see a dude in like a loincloth. It'll have like a, a, a an iPhone like tucked into the little pocket of his like <laughs> So it's like it's kind of funny. Like it, it, even those areas are starting to get more like you know civilization and stuff. But there are still, if you can believe it, there are definitely still pockets of the, of the world that haven't seen other 
uh, cultures. It's crazy. It blows my crazy. mind. That is incredible. Isn't that crazy? Because <clears throat> right, it's so hard to get there. It's like rivers and stuff. But yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. <clears throat> I don't know. It's crazy. Crazy stuff. The world's a big place. It is. It is. All right, Michael. How can... Let's wrap up. If people sure. want to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to connect with you to talk about real estate as a newbie, all this sort of sure. stuff? Um, you can Cycling, email me. ministry, whatever, yeah, whatever the dude, case, man. Listen, I'm an open book, so I'm the guy who you can reach out to and I'll, I'll talk your ear off about any of this stuff, but I'm always looking to help people however I can. Um, you can email me. My personal email is michaeljamesbeasley at yahoo.com. Um, I'll give my cell phone number because I'm not worried that anybody's going to like spam my cell phone number. And if they do <laughs> go for it, go for it. I, I dare yeah. you. Uh, 516-495-0260. My wife's going to see this and be like, you gave away your cell phone number. <laughs> right, whatever. It's not a big deal. And uh, lastly, like, yeah. Does your wife join like that? Don't answer it. I don't want you to get in trouble. <laughs> no, she sounds very different. She sounds always loving. Always encouraging, always supportive. Actually, I really do have a loving, encouraging, supportive. I, I, no, 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 no. I, I, I yeah. I'm taking it up. That's. Yeah. Um, I, I they think actually, they, the the mastermind call. They met my wife today, and uh, it was funny. They're like, I was talking about her doing like bookkeeping for the business, and they're like, yeah, like she doesn't have enough going on already with yeah. like four I mean, kids and homeschooling and keeping yeah. the house and like. You know, she's like yeah. teaches them. She went to school for education and now she's homeschooling our kids. And she's very, she, you, for every, you know, visionary, you need a woman who's going to keep you grounded, I think. Yep. And she's totally that for me. So I love yeah. you, babe. Hopefully you'll watch this. <laughs> but yeah, join the mastermind. Hit me up. Awesome. That's you can reach me. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you being here. You got it, brother. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Michael Beasley. I owe you a couple of links, right? So the first thing I mentioned in the intro was the bank on yourself concept to connect with Mark Willis on seeing if the bank on your concept is right for you. You can schedule your free 15 minute consultation at w2capitalist.com forward slash bank. It's w2capitalist.com forward slash B-A-N-K. And for more information on the mastermind that Michael was so graciously talking about, check us out, w2capitalist.com forward slash mastermind. If you're already sold on, hey, I want to know more, you want to skip past all that, you can go the very first step in getting into the mastermind or being considered for the mastermind, I should say, should say it that way, to be considered for the mastermind is you got to take the quiz, w2capitalist.com forward slash Q-U-I-Z. So w2capitalist.com forward slash quiz. So here's what I recommend as next steps. Number one, connect with Michael. His He he left us his uh, personal cell phone, his personal email. It's all there in the show notes, right? Second step I recommend you take from here is to let us know in the W2 Capitalist community what resonated with you about this interview, right? Let us know. It's w2capitalist.com forward slash community. And step number three, if you haven't done so yet, go back and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're hearing this and catch up on all the amazing content that's been out there for years, which is wild for me to even hear that being said. Years. Been doing this for years. All right, guys. Get out there. Earn. Invest. Repeat. Sorry. I normally get really loud with that last part, but we're recording this pretty late, and the kids are already asleep. So, earn, invest, repeat.